Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You never get a second chance at a good first impression. True for pretty much everything, but doubly true for video games, where audiences are not too keen on giving a bad experience another go. But sometimes games manage it, either releasing a patch that magically does manage to fix everyone's main issues with the core game, or because you just didn't get to the good part of the game yet that ties the whole thing together. These games, though, did manage to pull something out of the bag after that bad first impression. I'm Jess from What and here are 10 exact moments hated video games were saved. Number 10. Releasing Starter Editions For Honor When For Honor first hit, an initially interesting premise became bogged down by near-constant network glitches and bugs. Now, normally that would be the end of the conversation, especially since players paid 60 bucks for such an experience. Fortunately, Ubisoft got out in front of the narrative fast and worked to correct the issues while calming the rightly pissed fanbase. First thing they did was amend the price tag by handing out $15 starter editions that act as a nice shallow end experience of the game. These had their own servers, smaller but easier to manage. The dramatically lowered price attracted new players, while keeping them hooked long enough for the dev team to work on ironing out the issues with the larger game's online network. Now, several years later, For Honor is still going strong, with a dedicated fanbase just large enough to keep everything chugging along nicely, and frequent updates to keep them coming back. Number 9. Removing Loot Boxes Middle-Earth Shadow of War A theme you'll notice on this list is that games tend to get a lot better once microtransactions of any kind are removed. Shadow of War had a lot to live up to, what with its predecessor being one of the most universally acclaimed games of 2014, and it did not get off to a good start. WB having filled it with microtransactions and loot boxes galore that were nigh on impossible for players to ignore. If they were just an optional thing that existed in a multiplayer mode or were brought up once and then never again, it'd be negligible. But the game obsessively shoved the microtransactions in players' faces, which only added to their growing ire. Fortunately, after a few months of blowback, record time for corporations actually addressing fan concerns, the loot box system was removed and all the better for it. Number 8. The Moment the Game Started Doom 2016 In a textbook case of bad advertising damn near ruining the success of a great game, the initial box art for Doom 2016 made everyone cringe at once. The frankly over-designed suit made everyone wary that Bethesda were now steering the series towards that sweet, sweet Halo money. Add on to that that some people were still feeling burned after Doom 3, which was pretty damn good in its own right, but not what hardcore fans were looking for, 
and the dashed hopes of Doom 4, and people were understandably worried about this game being a cash grab that had missed the point of the IP. In reality, though, it was anything but, and all of that is clear the moment you start playing. By now, everyone knows the iconic opening moments of the game. A computer comes down to our chained-up Doom guide to exposit some information at him. Information that's so boring to our single-minded beast of a hero that he breaks free out of sheer indignation at the audacity of this computer for thinking he gives one fig about the larger narrative. Doom guy bashes a demon's head in, breaks the computer, and it was off to the races. Number 7. Removing Multiplayer and Overhauling Progression Mass Effect 3 Legendary Edition There were many reasons why people despised Mass Effect 3 when it first came out, even though in hindsight, it's really not that bad, you guys. That having been said, hiding the best ending behind a wall that can only be surmounted by playing the shoddy multiplayer was not the best way to win people over. However, the Legendary Edition then came along to not only remove that nonsense, but then replace it with something much better. Now, of course, they did remove the multiplayer, which was to some players' chagrin since it did certainly have its fans, but what it also did was make the true ending accessible through other means. Accessing the true ending of the trilogy is now based on how much content you complete across the three games. If you play through the full trilogy on one shepherd, you only have to complete around half the optional content to get the true ending of three. But if you go straight to three, you have to do everything before the final battle. Since players were already going to do one or both of these things anyway, giving them a genuinely great reward for doing so was just the icing on the cake, and it did a lot to rehabilitate 3 in a lot of fans' eyes. Number 6. All the Factions Appear Fallout 4 Most Fallout fans despise 4, at least if you ask the most vocal hardcore set, but even they admit to a few genuinely bright spots in the game, one of which being when the game finally plays its hand. The sole survivor has been getting hints up until now of the larger forces at play in the Commonwealth, especially if you've been chasing after the many subplots and side quests in the game like a good little Bethesda fan. But it's about at the main story's halfway point that the whole playing field changes. The Brotherhood of Steel makes their official debut in the Commonwealth, determined to put down the Institute once and for all, and with the Institute officially revealing itself to you not long after, the time for messing about is officially over. All four sides of this power grab, the shadowy railroad, the manipulative Institute, the fascistic Brotherhood, and the scrappy Minutemen have their own agendas, and they will all force you to choose at one point or another. This is where the game really opens up and earns its place among the Fallout franchise. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Number five, releasing the rest of the game, Street Fighter V. Street Fighter V rightly faced controversy when it first came out for being, well, I'd call it bare bones, but even a skeleton bleached dry in the desert has more mass to its name than Street Fighter V had when it first hit shelves. The game had a barely there roster and lacked even a story mode when it came out, causing a justified mass fan uproar. Capcom then proceeded to, slowly but surely, patch in all the content that was missing over the following months. Now, provided you had the money to shill out for all the DLC packs for the game, you could actually experience the Street Fighter V we were supposed to get. The Champion Edition that came out two years ago, as a result, feels almost like an insult because of this, having the full game in one disc at long last. But hey, the game's really fun when it actually has everything it was supposed to have from the get-go, so I guess it's all good? Maybe? A little bit? You tell me. Number 4. Removing the Auction House, Diablo 3 When microtransactions were relatively new and worming their way into console gaming, the one example every unheeded Cassandra screaming about where this was all headed pointed at first was the auction house in Diablo 3. Diablo 3 is, on its own, a pretty damn good sequel to the beloved top-down CRPG Diablo 2, but the auction house took pretty much everything about the game and bent it over a rail by introducing pay-to-win mechanics that threw everything it had been building out the window. People rejected the game because of this, so Blizzard, in a rare showcase of not shoving their heads up their asses when fans bite back at them, removed the auction house from the game. Thus, Diablo 3 could stand on its own merits. Number 3. Removing pay-to-win mechanics. Star Wars Battlefront 2. You could teach a class on how not to handle a PR disaster with how EA handled the fallout from the initial release of Star Wars Battlefront 2. EA's monopoly on all Star Wars games already had fans bristling for years, so when Battlefront 2 hit the shelves with its game-breaking loot boxes, there was blood in the water. Now, before loot boxes were mostly kept to cosmetic changes, but the loot boxes in BF2 granted actual advantages in-game, giving more incentive to spend money on them. Combine that with their completely random nature, and what you get is basically a slot machine with extra steps. This was all that the governments of the world, particularly the ones that outlaw gambling of any form, needed to drag EA to court all across Europe. And of course, since this is EA, naturally they only dug a deeper and deeper hole for themselves the longer this 
debacle went on. Eventually, it got so bad that DICE managed to finally wriggle free of EA for just a moment and remove all pay-to-win mechanics from the game, which brought people back long enough for them to then add in some quality-of-life improvements that kept fans there. Since shock and horror, once you remove all the scummy gambling stuff, Battlefront 2 is amazing, fan response to the game did a complete 180 almost overnight. Number 2. The Beyond Expansion No Man's Sky no Man's Sky made a craterous impact when it was first shown off at E3 several years ago, quite literally promising the universe. With that in mind, it was inevitably going to disappoint some, but I doubt Halo Games were ready for the pure irrational vitriol that followed the game's release. For a combination of exaggerating the truth for buzz, which every game company does, let's be fair, and a string of costly disasters during development, including their entire office flooding, No Man's Sky was incomplete when it first launched. Players were treated to an empty nothing of a galaxy with basically nothing to do within it, which, while having an appeal on its own, was not what a lot of folks were looking for. Or at least they expected a bit more meat on the bone if that was what was going to be the angle. Fortunately, Hello Games bounced back quickly and got to work on adding in the stuff that things like the Office Flood kept them from putting in the vanilla game. This resulted in the Beyond expansion, which is the now default form of the game. With base building mechanics, more freedom with what kind of explorer you can be, and online multiplayer, No Man's Sky is finally the game that we were all promised all those years ago. Number 1. A Realm Reborn Final Fantasy XIV Whatever horror stories you've heard from 1.0 veterans, younger players, I promise they're not only all true, but that it was worse. Easily the worst MMO on the market at the time, an all-time low for Square as a company and Final Fantasy as a brand. It didn't even do anything all that scummy like other infamous MMOs. It was just incompletely built all the way down. There have been thesis papers and video essays on the failures of 1.0, so intriguing a disaster it was. So how exactly did it become the top-selling and most-played entry in the entire series? Well, simply put, they burned the whole thing to the ground. Square kicked off almost the entire dev team and rebuilt it from scratch, putting the new direction in the hands of Naoki Yoshida. 1.0 was gloriously obliterated in one of Final Fantasy's most famous CG cutscenes, and when it came back, fans were treated to a realm reborn. And while fan opinion on this little reboot that could are, shall we say, mixed, it doesn't change the fact that without it, Final Fantasy XIV would have gone down as the franchise's lowest point, instead of one of the greatest comeback stories in gaming history. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.